traumatized by bullshit dealing with hood shit people wonder why I'm on some unapologetic shit piecing together reality figuring out the totality baby bye I'm on some not trying to be a fatality shit ride or die how about ride then fly up out of here into another sphere life is too short don't be basic be unapologetic apologetic welcome to unapologetic and welcome to the final episode of 2018 this is only the beginning for all things unapologetic so don't worry i'll be back january 14th with more shit to say and less fucks to give 2018 was a whirlwind from letdowns breakups disappointments and mistreatment i thought the dust would never fucking settle but by the grace of god and the love and support of all of you i came out victorious this episode is a testimony a front row seat in the theater that is my life and how i was able to turn my pain into my triumph all questions answered and all tea is spilled if i can do my shit ain't nothing stopping you from doing yours and you get a new year to try it all out so take my word for it and never forget life is too short not to do your shit where to start where to begin man 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 i've been feeling the void of creativity for quite a while after graduating from shy arts I was always overworking myself to take my mind off missing the stage, but nothing ever worked. I did try to take my dumb ass to Harold Washington, and I ended up leaving in my second year after finding out that I was pregnant. It came as a complete surprise, and at a time when Planned Parenthood was fighting against budget cuts and slander. Thank God for my old manager, Tequila, who stayed on my ass about taking that pregnancy test because I was already damn near six weeks when I found out. I was terrified. My mom couldn't know, and I had to think of something fast so that I could go back to working my two jobs and return to school. Busting my ass per usual, I decided that an abortion was the only option, and with the help of my amazing big brother, I was able to face this shit head on. He was at every appointment, and even had to bring his work to the waiting room while I underwent the procedure. My child's father was truly one of the loves of my life, but we'd outgrown each other. I was ready to move and start living like the grown-ass woman I already thought I was, and he just wasn't ready then. We fought it out and tried everything we could to make it work, but it was over, and we both had to accept it. The loss of the baby hit me like a ton of bricks. Everywhere I went, motherfuckers was constantly talking about babies and abortion, and I just couldn't fucking take it no more. I became very depressed. I stopped going out. I was crying every day, and I knew something had to be done. 
I had to prove to myself and my baby that I made this choice solely because I wanted to be my absolute best. I still believe that I could have been just as great with my baby girl and I walking hand in hand. But I know in my heart that a life of struggle and strife is not one for my child. So I started my search for apartments. My mama was sick of me and I was about sick of her ass. So I picked a date and vowed to stick with it. After months of scrolling late at night and emailing landlords in the morning, I found a nice little spot in Boys Town and sent through a deposit. Little did I know, that shit was a fucking scam. These motherfuckers were smart as shit. Had a nice little script, professional voice, and everything. And Craigslist had got yet another motherfucker. My mom was blue because she ended up giving me a large amount of money to finish up the process. And I just knew after this, I would be still at home for another long ass year. I was telling one of my coworkers at my second job about all the problems I was having. And much to my surprise, she was having a hard time too. She needed a new roommate ASAP after she was left paying all the bills in her apartment while her roommate filled out job applications for months. We went through hell and hot water to make shit work. First, the bitch said I could move in temporarily while she got her shit together. Then, we got slapped with a five-day notice one week after I moved in. I swear, in that moment, I learned that strength ain't just in the fence, cause T held her composure with grace and ease the entire time. I was ready to spaz, but out of respect for T, I kept my cool. About a month and a half later, we were finally able to settle into the spot as a duo instead of a trio. A small victory for Juicy J, but a victory nonetheless. I was still unhappy. I had fell madly in love with a nigga who secretly had a whole nother girlfriend. I still wasn't really performing, and I was gaining weight like fucking crazy. Lashing out on my coworkers and customers was a daily routine. And after I quit my first job, my next step was getting out of the food industry. And after I quit my first job, my next step was getting out of the food industry altogether. I landed a job with better pay, a better environment, and a sandwich and french fry free. I was starting to breathe again. For so long, I stayed in the food industry just because it was all I knew. But with this new job, I feel like my journey through the workforce was starting to get a little better. Of course, I hate this motherfucking place now, but hey, it pays the bills, and for that, I can never be mad. I ended up meeting a nice guy who my dumb ass ended up falling in love with. He was a little older, which I thought that meant he was more grounded. And to be honest, at first he was. I loved having somebody I could talk to while I was at work all night and understood all the bullshit I had to endure. We would spend almost every day with each other and would always get lost in talks of the future. He shared his dreams, I shared mine, and we vowed to build our dream life together. These talks really motivated me to know that I had a partner that believed in my dreams and was gonna be here to help me see them through was everything. I started to think of new ways to express my creativity and pursue my career. And I started applying for every internship that fit my interests. 
I applied for the Spotify competition, thanks to my good sis Nia, who put me up on game and told me to check it out after I pitched my podcast idea to her. I was waiting around on pins and needles for a whole month and still hadn't heard anything. I reached out via email and through a Twitter DM where I finally received my rejection letter. I was hurt, I was embarrassed, and I was fucking pissed that them hoes sent me a DM on Twitter instead of an email. Like the damn nerve of y'all. But after many a pep talk from my mommy and my man, I decided that I still wanted to launch my show anyway. Fuck that competition. They was finna miss out on the next big thing. I started writing pilot episodes, drafting up names for the show, and pricing out all the equipment costs. I met my bomb-ass graphic designer and business partner, JP, at work. And without him, I would have never been able to truly bring my vision to life. My man was a huge driving force, too. Because I knew the closer I got to changing my circumstances, the closer I got to bettering ours. He was the first nigga, though, that I ever dated with a kid. And I was so fucking worried about what kinds of shit came with his life baby mama drama stares at his family functions but one thing that made everything better was seeing that sweet little girl smile she was impossible not to fall in love with a smarty pants girly girl who loved her dolls just as much as i did when i was her age her dad though became a little less dreamy and a lot more stagnant because of that we began to fight a lot and y'all know I love to argue. I was trying to assume the role of a step-parent on the weekends, a businesswoman on and off the clock, and still somehow managed to be a decent friend who could still pop out from time to time. It got hard to juggle it all, especially while being in love, cause you make your partner's troubles your own, even when they don't need to be. We kept getting very fucking close to breaking up, until one day he called it quits through a text. As y'all heard on episode four, Ships. I was mad as fuck, y'all. Like, big mad. Not only was he my man, but he was my closest friend. I had alienated myself from my friends so much that once I did start to have a little free time, it got harder to catch up to them. Did nobody wait on me to come back around and bring my ass outside? Motherfuckers got their own lives to live. I was just lonely. I wanted to get out and stretch my legs, but he also made me feel like my thirst for traveling and desire for social interactions was one for little ass kids who can't sit still and save their money quietly. I was too fucking broke anyway, so I went back inside my application hut to seek the opportunity. I was too fucking broke anyway, so I went back inside my application hut to seek the opportunities I so desperately needed. One night, while me and JP slaved away at night, we talked about new ideas for the show and how to get on the major platform. My biggest influence, Karen Civil, was hosting Good Looking Out on Complex for young entrepreneurs to come on and pitch their ideas to some of the biggest heavy hitters in the game. I was looking for a casting call, but ended up finding out that the show was taking submissions for a live taping at ComplexCon. But you could only apply if you had a ticket to the convention. I thought my chances were slim, but shit, after bouncing back from that Spotify shit, that wasn't going to stop me from applying. 
originally I had just bought the ticket just in case they did pick me. And if I didn't get chosen, I could sell the ticket and go on with my life. But the more I researched this event, the more intrigued I became. Panel discussions, performances, celebrities walking around, exclusive merch, and bomb-ass food. This was one hell of a networking event, and I knew I had to be there. I spent my whole check on a car rental and round-trip tickets from here to Cali, and after paying everything else off, I was only going to have a good $400 to spend while I was away. Plus, I had to get business cards and merch made so I maintained a professional image. High risk, high reward though, right? Fast forward to traveling day, and I still hadn't heard a single word from anyone at Complex. I was so fucking irritated because here I was yet again, another competition that I hadn't got picked for. What was I doing wrong? Was this dream too far-fetched? I landed in LAX, and that shit really started to hit me all over again. I sacrificed so much and spent so much money just to make this shit happen. And for what? I got to baggage claim, and something in me said, just check your email one last time. So I did. And there it was. I was chosen to sit down and have a one-on-one with Karen Civil at ComplexCon. I couldn't fucking believe it. Fresh off a breakup and damn near getting in trouble for taking off from work at such short notice. And here a bitch was pushing the fuck through. I was on cloud nine. I called my mommy and my brother to tell them the great news. And when I linked up with all my friends out in Cali, everybody was beyond excited for me. All I had to do was put my plan in motion and execute it. The next day, I woke up and got my makeup done and started trying to get my mind right. I did not want to blow the opportunity of a lifetime, and I knew I had to prepare. The convention center was decked the fuck out, and I kept seeing celebrities everywhere I turned. My only problem was, I wore these long-ass heels, and this clearly was not an event for heels. I would walk like 10 yards, then look for the nearest seats. A bitch was motherfucking tired. I sat down and started to write my pitch out so that it was perfect and stayed in the same seat until it was time for me to go meet Karen. The time came and I finally mustered up the strength to go down to the booth. I met the contact person for the event, Miss Heather B. And she told me that they were running behind schedule and my appointment had been pushed back until tomorrow. No sweat, cause I really ain't wanna meet KC with my motherfucking knees buckling anyway. I ended up meeting some pretty cool people and seeing some dope ass performances anyway, so it was still a successful day. The next day came and I arrived at my makeup appointment on time. Traffic in LA is full as hell and I was low key getting sick of driving. At least I had on my ones though so a bitch could function normally. I made it to ComplexCon with just enough time to see a panel with my bae, Issa Rae, Lena White, Karina Evans, Nadeska from Everyday Struggle, and Yara Shahidi from Blackish. They each shared their stories on what motivated them to keep going and gave helpful advice on staying focused. It was just what I needed to hear. Since they pushed my shit back the day before, I decided I was finna become cool as hell with everybody at the booth just in case anything went down. 
Heather B. welcomed me again with open arms and told me how proud she was of me. It really fucked me up to know that people I didn't know were looking at the moves I was busting and were inspired by it. Shit, I was only two months into Unapologetic, so I had no clue I could even get in this room. The time came and Karen walked her fly ass up to the booth in them new mauve Yeezys I wanted so bad. I was blue. I was so nervous to meet her. But Heather kept my energy high the entire time and even took pics on my phone while I sat with her. All that shit I planned to say, out the fucking window. I just started giving her all the merch I had and then I started explaining everything from there. I told her all the future plans I had and she was all on board. So much in fact that she asked me, well, what do you need from me? Confused as fuck, I responded, I wanna be on a major platform and she stopped me dead in my tracks. She explained to me that the grind was more important than the platform I was on. And the true power of building a brand was establishing a real fan base, connecting with real people, and then being able to translate it into residual income. She also told me I should start a charity and get some government funding behind my business. And that really sparked my interest. Giving back to my community and leaving a legacy behind is the most prominent aspect of everything that I'm doing. And she told me she believed in me and respected my confidence and hard work. Heather also congratulated me and told me if I was ever in New York to look her up. Little did she know that was my second home and ultimately where I wanted to end up. After leaving the event, I felt so accomplished. Like I really did that shit. No team, no squad, just me and my big ass mouth out here making moves. Turning my dreams into reality for real. I came back home and did my very first press run, thanks to Jeff and Mary at Go Lucky Studios, and kept my foot on the gas ever since. Working six days a week, barely sleeping, but it's all paying off. Little by little, and I thank God for it all. Without his grip on my life, I still be in my bed, depressed, crying every day about my baby, losing my boyfriend, and allowing all my other childhood traumas to consume me. But this was my way out. Actually, this was my way in. Into the life I'm destined to live and out of the shitty circumstances I previously faced. My pen is my sword. And contrary to what everyone else thought, my loud ass mouth is gonna help take me straight to the top. And I ain't there yet, but I'm close as fuck. I can feel it. With the new year approaching, I got so much shit I'm gonna do. So many moves to make and so much work to be done. If you can't learn shit from me, my stories, my struggles, my show, Please take away that no dream is too far-fetched. No goal is impossible to reach. Shit takes time and ain't nothing easy. But keep that hunger. Keep that fire. And watch the abundance of blessings come your way. Thank you to everybody for rocking with me. Thank you to my mommy for always dropping that fire on my intros and never giving up on me.
Thank you to my friends for being overly supportive. And a special thank you to my ex for breaking up with me because he was scared he was stunning my growth. Bitch, you was right. Unapologetic. Better not forget it. Can't be a part of no more fucking rhetoric. Changing every minute. Changing every hour. My intuition is my power. Doing the work I need to do to make sure no more screws are loose. Pull it in tight, minding my business. That shit builds character, and my shit is relentless. Don't fuck with me. I told you before, I'm unapologetic. I'm letting shit go.